And welcome to the Kerrville Small Business Network, episode 17. We decided just to go ahead and do away with the seasons. Forget the seasons. It's all one big season, this uh, <laughs> Kerrville Small Business Network podcast. And you can find us online at kervillenetwork.com. we got a great-looking website up for you to enjoy. And if you'd also like to be a guest on the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast, it's so easy. All you have to do is go to our guest intake, put in your information, and boom, the next thing you know, you're sitting in here in the studio with us. And we broadcast this out of the 99.1 Mike FM studio at Jam Broadcasting. So big shout-out to them for uh, letting us use the studio to do this. Thank you, Jam. And thank and, you, Mike, for that awesome website, really. Hey, man, uh, don't, it was so easy to do, really. Did you know he makes websites, Charlie? I did not. I, I didn't build that website, though. That's like a website that you can just get for, you pay a certain amount every month, and you just set it up, and it automatically does it. It is it is slick looking. Yeah, if y'all haven't been there, curvilnetwork.com, it is awesome. Yeah, PodPage is the, the type of website it is, and it's made for podcasters. So there's a shameless plug for you, Pod Page. How about you not charge me for the next couple months? Uh, I'm here with uh, Charlie Dx, Five Cross Services. How you doing, sir? I'm good. How are y'all? We're doing great, Charlie. And so you started this company called Five Cross Services, and, and we'll talk about that a little later in the <clears throat> podcast. But you know, you have been doing HVAC work for a long time. Uh, yes, sir. Close to twenty years. So you've made that your life long career, HVAC yes. work. I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so how did you get started doing HVAC work? Uh, I was working for an oil field company uh, when I lived in Midland. Uh, didn't, didn't really enjoy it. Uh, oh. Got a phone got a phone call from my buddy. Said he lived up in the, in the Metroplex. Said, hey man, we need we need some help up here. Uh, I quit my oil field job. Packed up all my stuff, moved to Dallas, and haven't looked back. Midland, oh, yeah, I was, man. That, that's the that's the first time I lived in Midland. I've I've moved back s since then. Uh, you know, I I worked in Dallas and then I worked in Stephenville for about six years, <clears throat> and then I got an uh, an offer in Midland from a guy that I used to work for. Uh, so um, Midland pays pretty good. Uh, so we we packed up and moved to Midland. Uh, we're, we're there for about 10 years uh, before we moved to Kerrville. So when you, how did you get into HVAC work? Well, I mean, what were you doing before that? Uh, I was running a vacuum truck, uh, in the hydrovac. Well, yeah, kind of, you know, hauling water and yeah. cleaning out oil tanks and picking up oil okay. spills. And, you know, it was a hot, super nasty so job. When you were in Midland in the oil field, it was nothing to do with HVAC. No. So you started HVAC when you moved to Dallas. I did to yes. the Metroplex there. Yes, sir. Oh, and how did how did you get into that? What 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 transpired that got you from from working in the oil field to HVAC? Well, it's, like I said, it's just you know my buddy gave me a call. Uh, he he was working for an air conditioning company there in in uh, uh, Hearst, Ulysses area, um, and and they needed help. He gave me a call. Um, I was tired of my situation, so I said, sure, I'll give it a shot. You know, and uh, just packed up all my stuff and moved to Dallas, and here I am. All right, so you moved to Dallas, and you worked for this company for a while. I, I didn't work for that company uh, very long, uh, probably a year, maybe a year and a half. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I was living in Stephenville and driving back and forth oh, that's to a good, Dallas. You know, it's, good drive, yeah. Yeah, hour, hour and a half one way. Um you know, every single day. Uh, so I, f I finally got an offer from a company in Stephenville, 
worked worked for him until until he sold his business. I stayed on with the the new owner for a little while. Uh, and then I got a the the guy that I worked for in Stephenville. He'd moved to Midland and was working for a company, and he gave me a shout. Uh, and it, you know he he's a really good friend of mine now. Um, you know, and he offered me a job in Midland, so you know the pay was a lot better. Um, kind of a bad situation I was in in Midland, so we. Um, well, I moved down to Midland, uh, until my, at the end time, I guess fiance could finish, uh, her degree at Tarleton state. Okay. Uh, so she finished her degree. Uh, and then, you know, when she was done, she moved down to Midland with me and we stayed that we were in Midland for about 10 years, uh, but before we moved to Kerrville. Okay. So you spent the last 10 years before Kerrville in Midland. Yes, sir. So when, when you were working and you were just getting your feet wet in HVAC, were you licensed at that time, or were you like an apprentice or a, an assistant, or how how did all that work? Uh, HVAC is is different than like plumbers and electricians. We don't have a like an apprentice journeyman master type situation. Um, you know, you just work for somebody, and then after a certain amount of years, if you want to get a contractor's license, that's the only real license we have is a contractor's license where you can do work for yourself as a business. Uh, you, you can go take, um, you know, take a test, uh, for the TDLR, uh, and if you pass it, you can become a licensed contractor. How, how long into working for somebody else did you decide that you wanted to work for yourself? Well, I, I talked, me and my wife had talked about it for a long time. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I want, always wanted to move down to the Fort Davis area, uh, you know, Fort Davis Alpine. I just, just love that area. Uh, but I, I wasn't sure I could make a living down there. Um, you know, so I, we talked about it for a while. Um, and then <clears throat> when I moved to Kerrville's, when I actually got my contractor's license, when I was working for another company here, um, <clears throat> and then, uh, last year in January, uh, they, they made some company changes and so got, we're talking January, 2020. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Before the big COVID, mm. you know, hit everything. Um, you know, they, they made some company changes and, and got rid of my position. Uh, I actually transferred down to Kerrville from, you know, they have that position for for that position. Yeah. And then they got rid of my position. I'm like, well, I've got a contractor's license. I'd always talked about it. So I'm like, why not? Let me give it a shot. You know, I'm, you know, I know how to, you know, service install. I know how to take care of my customers. I'm like, I'm going to give it a shot and see if I can make it as a, as a, as my own business. So some people break away from the nine to five because that's what they want to do. But in your case, you almost had no choice. It was it was either you know start start my own thing or go you know find another company here in Kerrville, um, and, and at that point I was like you know I'd I'd given this other company you know twelve years of my life I didn't want to be put in a situation where somebody else could control whether I make a living or not yeah so I'm like I'm gonna start my own thing and I'm either gonna make it or fail on my own I'm not gonna let somebody else dictate on whether I get a paycheck or not. Wow. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And so you started Five Cross Services. Yes, sir. So how did you come up with the name Five Cross Services? I went uh I went to a deal. It's it's called a Crucible. Um it is a a weekend long thing. Uh it's a, a Christian based thing and it helps you work through whatever is holding you back uh mentally uh and and spiritually, um, you know, it helps you dig back into your past and 
basically confront the things that are that are holding you back. I mean, it was a emotionally, mentally draining weekend, uh, but it, you know, it helped me work through a bunch of crap that I was dealing with. Uh, and, and what they use as their, I guess, symbol is, is the Jerusalem cross, which is five crosses. So, okay. So that's how, I, and it, it helped me out so much that I wanted to make that part of my business. So that's how I came up with my name. Awesome. And Five Cross Services was born. It was born. So you came up with the name. Now, before you started doing work for yourself, did you come up with the name before or after you started doing work for yourself? Uh, this was this was all on the on the fly. It was all on yeah, the fly as yeah. you were starting your company. I I, I went uh, I went to this Crucible deal the day I got fired. Wow! I I almost didn't go. <laughs> I almost crazy. I almost powerful. didn't I almost didn't go. Uh, my wife and a really good friend of mine, um, who, who'd been trying to get me to go for a long time, they just you know just kept at me. You know, I, a few hours before I had to go, you know, I was talking to both my wife and my buddy, and they're like, "Man, you you need to go. You need to go." Um, and I I didn't really think I was in a mentally in a place to go do something like that, but I'm glad I did. I mean it. It was a game changer for me, uh, you know, completely changed who I am, I think. That's that's amazing. It is. That is amazing. So so you made the decision, five crosses. Uh, did you bring some of your clients with you? I, I didn't. Um, the, the position I was in here in Kerrville, I was, I was a service manager, so I was not out in the field getting to meet people. Okay. So I, I started – no clientele. Wow. Yeah, you started with, really, with no nothing. leads. Yeah, no, no leads. Yeah. You know, it was just. Uh, I, I do a lot of work for one of the. <clears throat> excuse me, for one of the home warranty companies. Um, you know, it's got me in a lot of doors. Um, I've done advertising with Mike and with some newspapers, and uh, and I'm in a a group uh, that we meet on Tuesday mornings. It's called uh, High Impact Connection. <clears throat> it's a group of Christian based businesses. We refer work to each other. Got a lot of referrals from those great people. Um, so I'm just slowly, you know, growing, growing my business. I'm just, you know, I just do, I just do my best to take care of my customers, uh, which, which is, you know, it's paramount in our industry. Um, you know, it's, I, I don't see how you can possibly take care, you know, grow a business if you're not taking care of the people you're doing work for. Absolutely. You said high impact connection. Yes, sir. So it's just like a networking group. Yes, that, that's great. Yeah, that's that's what we're doing. And you, you know, and yeah. you, know yeah. uh, you know, David Robbins. Yes, he, I do. He, he's in that group. Really? Yeah, he's in that group. So. Man, um, does he run it? No, we we don't really. I mean, we every year we vote for a president and stuff, so it, the leadership changes. We don't really have, uh, you know, a, a leader all the you know the same leaders all the time. And, you know, it, it changes from from year to year. But it, it's a fantastic group of. Uh, people in businesses uh, that you know that base businesses on Christ, and then they look at it the same way. They've got to take care of their customers, and um, you know, run their businesses how they believe Christ would want them to run their business. So, if somebody's starting out, would you recommend that they join a networking group? Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, it's been huge for me. Um, you know, I've landed some really great jobs, and 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 even if I didn't get uh, a lot of work from them, just getting to know these people, uh, you know, we don't we don't know a lot of people here, but you know, getting to know people. So, when did you move here from Midland? 
uh, a little over three years ago. So a little, so 2018. Yes, yeah. Yeah, spring of 2018, yeah. I guess. Yeah, we, well, it was J- July of t- uh, 2018. Okay, that's, so that's summer of 2018. Yeah, summer of 2018. You guys moved here, and you knew nobody here. Nobody. 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 That's wild. It is. It is. And now you're running a successful HVAC. Is it? Is that how you should say? Is it HVAC or is it an yeah, AC yeah, company? Yeah, HVAC. Yeah, heating, ventilation. Nobody, nobody ever knows what the V stands for, but uh, right. you know, uh, ventilation and air conditioning. Uh, that, that's that's what we that's what we do. That's that's awesome. So, you've been running this business about three years, and and you take kind of a different business model than other HVAC companies out there. You don't just work nine to five. Well, I, I actually my my business started last year, so I'm I'm about. A, a little over a year and a half okay. Into, okay. into my business. Uh, like I said, I, I worked for a company here for about a year and a half. That's right. Uh, and That's so, right. Yeah. so my business is is about a year and a half old. But yeah, I that in a, in a service industry such as ours, there really isn't a, a nine to five type thing. You know, heaters and air conditioners they don't break Monday through Friday nine to five. They break <laughs> whenever the heck they want to. Yeah, uh, they may break at uh, ten o'clock at night. They may break on July fourth. They may break on Sunday, um, and I, I believe as a service industry, we should be available to help people. That that's what we do. You know, is help people. You know, we make people's lives better by making their homes or businesses comfortable, and that's not a Monday through Friday nine to five thing. So you'll answer the phone at ten p.m. I I might not answer uh, until you know I got to get out of my sleep slumber. You yeah. Know, so, uh, <laughs> but, but he yeah. tries to. Yeah. But, but I yeah. try. But it, you know if you if you call me and you and you don't get me and you leave a message and it's at ten o'clock at night two o'clock in the morning I will call you back and if you want me to get dressed and get out of bed to come to your house to get you fixed up I will do that. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. You know and and have a lot of people taking advantage of that. Uh, not, not yet. I, I have had some, uh, a few after hours calls I and mean, I've run some weekend stuff. Um, I haven't had anybody yet get me out of bed at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah, had it, yeah. had it happen a lot when I was, uh, in, in Midland. Um, you know, it, they were the same way as 24 hours, seven, but yeah, I've, I've been called out at four o'clock in the morning or, you know, worked on Christmas, whatever. Yeah. Well, you get an 80 year old on oxygen yeah. on a Sunday afternoon and their AC goes yeah. out. The, you know, it's uh, and, and it's crazy, man. These these older folks, they're they're tough. You yeah. know, they'll they'll <laughs> sit there and they'll, they'll try to tough it out. And, and I tell them, you know, it's you know, I'm not being ugly. I'm like, you're older. You know, your body can't handle being in a house that's 90 degrees and it's humid. You yeah. need to call somebody yes. and get get taken care of. You know, it's it, it can be really harmful to those yeah. people. So Life threatening. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, you know, same thing. They don't. A lot of folks don't do the cold very well. You know, uh, call somebody. Get get taken care of. How yeah. how was this past uh, Snowvid twenty one on you? Snowvid twenty twenty. Uh, that one. That, you know, since I'm just getting started, it wasn't. Uh, you know, it wasn't too bad on me. But you know, and it, big thing is, you know, we had to wait for everything to thaw out. You know, so we could drive and get places. Yeah. You know, we unfortunately we couldn't risk. Um, you know crashing or wrecking or killing somebody or we did we had to wait until it was safe enough to get out there but as soon as it was you know it's still you know wet and a little icy and it's 20 degrees outside you know we're in the truck rolling you know trying to get people warm yeah and that's uh that was a crazy storm 
and i don't know if it'll happen again anytime soon i hope not man they need to keep that crap up north (laughs) that's why we live in texas we don't want to deal with that down here since i've been back in texas for the past 10 years i've never even seen anything close to that before yeah and then the rolling power outages on top of it yeah that was horrible too yeah that was that was absolutely terrible uh and hopefully that never happens again oh man luckily this summer we haven't heard much about rolling outages since what may or june right yeah so it looks like we might be able to get through the summer yeah i mean this has been a crazy mild summer this year you know it hasn't been nearly as hot as it usually is you know we've got a lot of rain uh it's kept the temperatures pretty low this year so it's been weird that's from all those windmills out there blowing the cold air down (laughs) yeah yeah, thank god for them windmills man (laughs) (laughs) keeping us cool so so charlie uh if somebody is looking to get into the world of hvac what do you recommend that they do uh my recommendation is to find somebody that'll hire you. Uh, I mean, there there are some benefits to going to school, I think. I mean, you can learn theory and, and things like that, which is important. But there are things you're going to see out in the field that there is no classroom that can possibly come up with some of the crap you're going to see. We get that answer all the time. Um, it, it I think if you go work for somebody and you're out in the field and you're doing it, that is the 100% best way to learn how to do a trade. You're getting education and experience at yes. the same time. Yes. That's yeah. in, in my opinion. I mean, there's people that aren't going to agree with me and that's fine. That's their opinion. But I, I think experience trumps school any, any day of the week. Really? No, that's, that's actually the majority of the response that we get when we ask, you know, should people go whether it's mechanics or um anybody Pl- in a plumbers trade, electricians plumbers, yeah. whatever go find somebody that'll hire you get your, get your feet wet jump in um uh, you know find somebody that knows what they're doing you know stick to them you know like glue be on their side pay attention ask questions that, that's the best way to learn how to do a trade and when the day comes if you ever do want to become a contractor you don't have to have the schooling in order to become a contractor, you, you do not. Uh, you have to have uh, f- four years of field experience. Now, do you have to like log OJT hours? That's on job training hours, or, do you, or the, any- your employer is is supposed to do that? And if you if you go to sign up for a contractor's test, uh, it is required by law that that employer has to submit that information to the TDLR uh, that that you have this work experience, so so that you you meet the one of the qualifications to get a contractor's license that's good though yeah so not just anybody can you know weasel their way in there no no and it's uh it, it is an open book test uh but it's it's four books you have to know where to find the information one of the books is 1800 pages man uh, and, and so I, you you have to know your stuff to yeah, be able, yeah 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 you know, a ton of code stuff which, which is important yeah. you want to make sure you it's done right uh, and, and safely, uh, and, and then there's some, you know, technical knowledge. But yeah, you you have to know where to find this stuff, and you you know you're not going to be uh, a brand new person and just go take this test and probably pass it if you don't have any experience. It's just it's just too much to know. Yeah, yeah. So I got a question. We're gonna do stump the HVAC guy real quick. <laughs> Put me on the spot here. So I noticed uh, in this house that we rent that it had a air filter in it that was a little bit dirty when we moved in. So I, there was another air filter by the AC unit, right? Okay. Or not the AC unit, the heater unit. So I put the other air filter in, 
and I'd forgotten about it. And next thing I know, a couple weeks ago, the house wasn't getting 72 degrees anymore. It was getting about 76 degrees. So I went and I bought a $4 air filter from Home Depot. Actually, I bought a couple of them. And I put it in, and now my house cools down to 72 degrees again. I also noticed that my electric bill has almost doubled in the past couple months. Can not changing your air filter keep your AC from cooling down your house, and can it also raise your electric bill? Absolutely. I mean, if that unit can't suck in the amount of air that it needs to blow out through the house, uh, you know, you're going to get extended run times. You're going to get decreased airflow. Uh, you know, and the longer that equipment's running, the more your electric bill is going to be. Uh, e- easiest way, when you get your electric bill, change your filter. That that dirty that dirty air filter is costing you money on that electric bill every month. I think it is. I think it costs me about fifty or sixty bucks. Yeah. Wow. I, I really do because our, our electric bill, you know, in in the spring when we moved in, it was like eighty bucks a month because we weren't using it hardly at all. Right. But then when the summertime came, it went up to about one hundred twenty. I'm like, okay. Well, then last month it was one hundred and eighty. Yeah. And then this month it was one hundred and sixty. Yeah. And it started to get a little hotter, but yeah, I mean, the the more it runs, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's just like anything, you know, if, um, you know, dirty air filter, if somebody's choking you, you can't breathe, right? True. Yeah. And air air conditioner is the same way that, that, that dirty air filter is basically choking that air conditioning system. So it can't perform how it needs to. Don't get any ideas, Redkowski. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any uh, myths about, you know, the air filter, like the, somebody's told me that it helps with allergies or there there are some great air filter options uh, oh, so i did see there. that so yeah i was i was at home depot and i was looking and they had like 20 25 filters and then they had the mike taylor budget filters that were about three or four bucks <laughs> on the bottom and if you're buying filters and you want cheap filters you got to look on the bottom shelf Look on the bottom shelf. That's where they're hidden at. Otherwise, you're going to pay 12, 20 bucks for a filter. They they can. Uh, they they classify filters with a MERV rating, M-E-R-V. Uh, the, the, higher, the higher the number on that filter, the better it's going to filter, the smaller particles it can catch. Um, the little one-inch ones, um, they can, if you get – they have some out there that look kind of fuzzy. They can actually choke it down a little bit, uh, but they do have some options where you can put in like a four or five inch filter and go to the super high MERV ratings. Uh, and they have so much surface area they they don't recruit they don't create an air restriction. Um, yeah, I use I use a four four inch filter at my house. Uh, they're great. Wow. Now, now that we're on the topic of electric bill and and your AC and filters still. If I did get a thick filter, you know, if I did get one of those hyperallergenic filters, would it cause my electric bill to go up because there's less less space for the air to go through? It it could, you know, like I said, there's there's a bunch of different options out there. I've seen some; they look like they kind of have fuzz on them, kind of furry looking. I guess those I'm not a big fan of those, but they have some. Um, you know, some higher MERV pleated filters that don't look fuzzy that are, they work well. Uh, they, they do work well and they, they won't choke your system down. You ever see somebody try to save money and throw a towel over it or <laughs> you walk up, they, they're like, why isn't my AC working? And they got a towel. Or- I, haven't, I haven't seen the towel, but I've, I've seen people try to cover the outdoor unit, trying to give it shade. 
that is a huge no-no. Um, when that hot air out of that AC unit blows up and it hits that cover, it's going to blow it right back down through that unit. So it's circulating really hot air. Please, oh. please do not cover your outdoor units. Uh, it, it's not good for them, um, and, and they just don't work when you cover them. So please don't. Wow. What are the dangers of running without an air filter? Uh. One, you're going to breathe all that crap that that air filter should be catching. That's that's one of the biggest ones. I mean, if there's nothing there to filter it, it's, guess where it's going? It's going into your airstream, and you're going to be breathing that stuff. Uh, two, you're going to dirty up all the indoor equipment, the blower wheel, the evaporator coil, and then you're going to pay an HVAC contractor a whole bunch of money to come pull all that stuff out and clean it. So the filter not only protects you, but it protects the equipment Absolute, as well. Absolutely. Wow. You know, growing up, my dad would always be like, shut the doors, you're going to freeze up the AC. Is that a myth or is that real? Eh, I, th- I think that's a myth. Um, you Sorry, know, Dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's listening to these now. Too. Yeah, to, you know, to re- really to, to, free, to get an air conditioner to freeze, I mean, you, you're either going to have some kind of mechanical problem where you're, you're low on refrigerant or you have a valve or something that's not letting enough refrigerant run through that coil or something's dirty air filters coils blower wheels if those things are dirty that can freeze freeze up an ac or if you're trying to run that thing like a refrigerator you know you're trying to run that thing at 60 62 degrees it's probably going to freeze they're they're not designed uh you know a a residential air conditioning system is not really designed to run that cold can you run your ac system through a freeze or do you have to turn it off you, you have to turn it off. Uh, you you got to give it time to, to thaw, itself, thaw itself out. Yeah, just turn it off and turn the fan to the on position uh, to, to move, you know, room temperature air across that coil, and it'll help thaw it out mm. faster. Man. Good stuff, man. That was a wisdom, man. All right, so five crawl services. We are, we are kind of – we got a few minutes left here. Five crawl services, where do you plan to take this company? Uh, I, I do plan to grow, you know, I'd like to, you know, eventually be able to hire two or three guys or whatever, you know, or, or however many it takes to, to keep up with the business I get. Um, I, I would like for my company to be a strong part of the community. Um, you know, um, you know, philanthropically, you know, um, you know, get to, get to the position where we can donate money and resources to, to needy causes around the community. Um, you, you know, we just don't want to be out there, uh, out there working and, and getting paid. We, we actually do would like to give back to the community at some point. Uh, and we, we do try well, you know, what we can here and there to, to, you know, donate some of our resources back to the community when we can. That'll pay off tenfold. Man. Yes, sir. Yeah, for sure. So what kind of time frame are you looking at? to hire more people or are you just kind of just letting this thing grow as it as it grows i'm just kind of you know letting it letting it grow as it grows um you know it's i I do almost everything by myself uh right now you know there there are some situations where i I can't you know if i've get if i have to change a unit out that's up in an attic i can't do that by myself i've got to have some help and i have i have a great guy that helps me out on things like that but uh you know i just want just want to grow and you know, as when I get to where I physically can't do everything by myself, then I'll look at it expanding. That's great. Um, <clears throat> before you take off, is there anything you want your future customers to know about Five Cross Services? Uh, yeah, I I do. Um, you know, I I 
I do try to offer, you know, 100% honest uh, service. I am not going to try to sell you something that you don't need. Um, it, you know, if, if you run into a major repair uh, and it's going to cost a lot of money to make that repair, then I will give you the option to say, hey, look, you know, this system is 15 years old. You're fixing to dump two, three grand into it. How about we use that money towards a new system that's mm-hmm. going to be more energy efficient. It's going to have a manufacturer's warranty, uh, but I leave it in their hands. Uh, I'm not one of those pushy salesmen either. Uh, I, I I never have liked that. I don't like, hey, 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 when are you going to do this? When are you gonna? I'm like, it's your money. Nobody likes that. Here, here's your options. Uh, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But but I leave it up to I leave it up to the homeowner to make that decision. Um, uh, I, As it I, should be, right? Yeah, yeah I, I'm not, I'm not pushy when it comes to to trying to get somebody to buy a new system. Uh, and which, that's value right there. That that's <clears throat> value that you're providing that other companies out there, you know, they they have quotas to meet. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't have that. It. I mean, I, I love it when I get to sell a new unit. Uh, you know, it's great for me and my business, but. Again, it's it's the homeowner's decision, and I'll do whatever is best for them. You know, whatever they decide, how they want to spend their money, that's that's what I'm going to do. Um, you know, I do, I do try to be on time. Sometimes I run into situations where I can't. I may get stuck on a call. You know, you, you can run a call. You can be there 15, 20 minutes, have it knocked out and fixed, or I may run into something. I'm there for two hours, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if I do get stuck, I do try to call and say, hey, I'm going to be running late. You know, I, I don't know how long this is going to take. Um you know, and I, I do try to keep my prices fair. Um, you know, you know, for the twenty years of experience that that I have, that that's not cheap. But I, I'm still priced a lot less than a lot of other companies around here. That's great, Charlie. Hey, before we take off, I was going to ask about the high impact connection network group you're in. Sure. And I was going to say that the president or whoever is the president right now, have him come on Curvo Small Business Network because we want to lead by example. That just because you do the same thing doesn't mean you're competition. We want to, we want to, you know, lead by example and show the community that why not have another network group come on here and network and, right. and we could, you know, everybody lead network. <laughs> Look, we, we live in a world of abundance. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that we could ever possibly want. There is more of an abundance than, than we could ever use all of us. Yeah. It, it's all out there. So yeah, I mean, it, it, and networking, and with other networking groups, that's what this is all about. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I don't, I don't see how it, when you're in a networking group, how you would compete against each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think if you if you team up, that's just better for both networking groups. I mean, that just gets you more ears to listen to or people to talk to. I mean, I think that would be a great thing. I'm glad you see it that way, Charlie. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. And HVAC companies too, if they have a question, I'm sure they can reach out to you, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've uh, I've reached out to uh another company here when i needed something that they didn't have what i needed but I, i'm pretty sure if if he would have had it he would have given it to Amen. me um you know and we're all in the we're all in the same boat you know we're just trying to get people fixed up so you know why wouldn't we help each other out yeah that's what it's all about and like i said there's an, there's an abundance of everything out there like seriously yeah. so why not help other people yes sir yeah, seriously all right Charlie Diax, Five Cross Services, 830-496-6475. That's 830-496-6475 is his phone number. You can also go to fivecrossservicesllc.com. That's fivecrossservicesllc.com. You can listen to the podcast at curvillenetwork.com. You can also listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, 
and Google Play as well. So big shout out to you, Charlie. Thank you so much for coming in today. Guys, thank you for having me. It was uh, very enjoyable. Thank you. And that's going to wrap up episode 17 of the Kerrville Small Business Network podcast.